Radio. Hello and welcome once again to Sportsline. Uh, as usual, we are sponsored by Dirk Credit Union. We are on, on FM at 88.3 and 92.7 in our dial. And today, Pat McNamara here, we are discussing uh, a little bit of horse racing and indeed hurling as the round robins go into full swing. We'll be joined in a minute by Audrey Turley, the owner uh, of the great horse Galloping de Champ, who recently won that Gold Cup so thrillingly in Cheltenham. And also for hurling by Danny Chaplin, Sean O'Holland and Kevin O'Regan. And now I'm delighted to welcome uh, Audrey Turley to Scarlet Bay Community Radio. And Audrey, you may, may or may not know, uh, had a wonderful, wonderful achievement last month uh, by being the owner of uh, the horse that won the Boodle Cheltenham Gold Cup, that is Galpin de Champ. Audrey, thank you for joining me. I'm very delighted to join you, Pat. First question, Audrey, is what is it like as an owner to stand uh, in Cheltenham watching your horse approach the last fence or two with a real good chance of winning, but of course you're never certain. What's that feeling like, first of all, before you knew he won? Well, I can't tell you. It was The excitement was beyond belief. However, my heart was in my throat. I didn't know what was going to happen, because you never know until they cross the line. So I was a nervous wreck, but at the same time thinking, God, he could do it, he could do it, he could do it. And then he did. <laughs> Absolutely. And we were all so thrilled. Uh, say East, half of East Clare was probably uh, throwing themselves up on top of the television with excitement. Um, just tell us a little bit. You had a big disappointment last year, of course, that the context was there was always yes. a fear something might happen again, even though he looked like well, he was that's going to it. Win. That La- fear was there. Yes, because last year he was 12 lengths ahead of Bob Bollinger. And he cleared the last fence and then he sadly fell. But thank God he was all right. And that was the main thing. And it was just such a shock. So that's the thing, though. You just never know until literally they cross the line how the race will go in the end. Because even the Gold Cup this year, it was close enough. Uh, The other horse, Brave Man's Game. game, The two of them came over the last fence together. And then... Luckily, Galloping Deschamps just took off then, and away he went with fantastic Paul Townend, and it was just, just so exciting. It's like a dream. It's like a dream come true. You, I, we're still on a high over it. Absolutely, and I mean, you've had a month or a little over it now to let it sink in, and I'm still the excitement is probably still tingling for you, and we can tell by by your reaction. And I mean, any of us would be the same. It's such a fantastic. I mean, it's one of the biggest horse races in the world in the world calendar. It so is. I mean. And it probably took a while to sink in how, how major the achievement was. Yeah, I think it's probably only still sinking in. And I honestly believe that we will take this to the day we pass on that it's just been the most wonderful occasion and the wonderful thing to, be, to have been involved in. There are so many different things can happen in a race. The horse can fall, as we know. The horse can maybe be in bed, maybe not on form that day. You can have a better horse than you on the day or even loose horses crossing over the fence can cause accidents. So... There's really a lot more to worry about in a horse race than there are in many other sporting events. I know there is. There absolutely is. And of course, the um, er, there's so much, as you say, weather, the ground, yeah. um, the form of the horse. But luckily on the day, everything was aligned. The sun was shining. He was in great form. He was so calm. They were saddling him up. And uh, he's a fantastic groom, Adam Connolly. And nice Adam, oh, he was lovely. And he was rubbing his ears and rubbing his head and the saddling the saddle was going on and there was no carry on he was just as quiet and he walked around with the head in the air and the ears pricked up and as if to say oh these are all these people are here to see me and he took it all in his stride he seems to be a very calm horse I was going to ask that and question, a lovely person what kind of character is the horse the calm one not one of those frivolous or those no those, he's, uh, he's such a lovely calm horse, horse. Mm-hmm. 
And even, I don't know if you saw, uh, when we came back from Cheltenham, uh, Willie Mullins took him down to Lachlan Bridge Hello, on yeah. that Tuesday evening. Um, and the horse, he just stood for so many photographs with children and adults and everything. It was just fantastic. And he trotted up the village and down the village. And unfortunately, the weather that evening was <coughs> awful. It lashed out the heavens, but there was a great turnout. Um, that's the thing about this. The support we've had has been phenomenal. And you just don't realise that, you know, um, when you're doing something like this and the support and particularly from Car and Scarif and Fiekel, we've had great support all throughout the year because, of course, he won the Irish Gold Cup in February. That's right. And we had a great uh, turnout up in Leopardstown that day from local area, local area. Yeah. now um, of course you trainer Willie Mullins Paul Townend the writer that day you refer to Andy the groom you really have the best of the best taken care of him I think we have I think it's safe to say we have Willie Mullins is fantastic he's just a genius Paul Townend is unbelievable he's just a fantastic jockey knew exactly how to take the horse how to what he, what he was going to expect him to do and um he, and the horse too, he's, he's an intelligent horse. He knew what was ahead of him because during the race, there was so, a couple of horses came down in front of him mm-hmm. and Paul said the horse took him out of the trouble. He you know, Gallopin took him out of the trouble. Yeah. And uh, so between them all, it's just been the A-team. Absolutely right. We'll all agree with that. And they're, they're, they're uh, obviously records in Cheltenham and other, other tracks proves that. Um, can I ask you about how you got in contact with the horse the first day ever to get to get ownership of him? How did you hear about it, or or do you do you, do you well, remember that? Well, Willie Mullins, um, he he would look out for the horses and his yeah. uh, his uh, buyer, and I think Greg, my husband, had spoken to Willie about getting another horse <coughs> uh, after we'd had the success with Burning Victory, um, that was the mare who the first time we went to Cheltenham, she won the race. And we went over with no expectation. Now, the race she won, uh, the Triumph Hurdle, it's a fantastic race. And Goshen, a horse called Goshen, was was the favourite and supposed to win. And over the last fence, the jockey came off Goshen. And our girl came sailing through and we won the race. And it was quite out of, completely out of the blue. And that's what really got us so interested in the whole thing because the excitement that day <clears throat> there's the bug definitely. oh the bug absolutely yeah. yeah now another little thing i wanted to ask you uh and that is your colors is there a special uh story behind the choice of your colors yellow and brown uh, your silks there certainly is there's a very um special story about that uh greg's dad joe turley had some horses a number of years ago and his colors are brown and gold and when we went down to choose our colours, initially we were told that particular um, set was not available to us. And we were sent off from the office with a book of colours we could have chosen from. And we went off with it under our arm thinking, what will we get? And we got to the gate and the girl came out from the office and said, hold on a minute, they are available if you use them in this particular um, uh direction yeah. so we were able to use them again and so i think that has been a huge significance to the whole story that's a lovely story and it's lovely to be able to hold on to those colors indeed and let's hope and see them very very often in the winner's enclosure uh, in the in the future near Thank and you. distant future uh, one or two other little things um he's only a seven-year-old coming a seven-year-old yes. thing so i'm sure you have obviously with all the provisos in place about possible injury 
career health issues and all of that sort of thing. But what would be your hopes for Gallopin in the in the coming years? You know, if, if you were to have, uh, yeah. you know, uh, uh, if he has to have a healthy racing career. Well, please God, he'll go on and keep in the lovely condition he's in. He certainly gets the best of care and uh, looking after in Will in Willie Mullins stables, and. Um, so please God, he'll go back and defend his uh, his gold cup next year in Cheltenham. That would be an absolute dream. And, and before that, he's in Punchestown. He's in Punchestown next week for, for the gold cup in Punchestown next Wednesday. And so we're very much looking forward to that. And uh, apparently he's in great form, great fettle, and we'll be very excited to go there on next Wednesday. Absolutely. How much can you admit or tell us about the celebrations that evening after winning in Cheltenham? Well, we had a group with us mainly family of 23 right so there was a lot of us there and we uh, we went in of course they bring you in for a glass of champagne after the race we had that and then we went to the champagne area in cheltenham and we had a few glasses there then we went back to the hotel and we were there for a long long time and we had great celebrations all together and we went into the bar and with the gold cup and people couldn't believe we were there with the gold cup in in the bar and it was just fantastic and going forward then next oh sorry this saturday um, in our local pub in Rathgar, the mm-hmm. bottlers were having uh, a night there. We're bringing the cup down and we're going to have a few drinks there. Um, and mm-hmm. I think we'd be celebrating for the rest of the year. <laughs> and all well deserved and, and, and no surprise you would be. Oh, and of course, we had, yeah. we had a night here in Peppers, in Peppers as well. uh, yeah, just before wonderful. Easter. Yeah. And we had a fantastic night there. We met so many lovely people. There was photographs. <laughs> Gary put on a fantastic show. The food was fantastic and we had lovely few drinks and met everybody. A lovely feeling of kindness and it was lovely, really well, lovely. I think the secret of what you're saying about the celebrations and, and the response is because you are owners, very few, not that many Gold Cup owners, I think will take the Gold Cup and visit local places and talk to local people and have them all part of it. So but I sure we're delighted to share it. It's just fa- when people are interested, I think it's what you should do. Yeah. It's just fantastic to share. Now, the excitement. one other reason we're interviewing you, Audrey, of course, is because of the win, but of course also your connection with East Clare, and particularly the shores of Loch Rainey here in Carr, where you, have a, you, know, you and Greg have a beautiful property. You might just tell us a little bit about um, coming to Carr House and uh, you know how much you enjoy it down here. So the first time I was in Carr House, Greg and I were 10 years married. We are on our 10th wedding anniversary and we were staying locally and Greg said to me, I have something to show you. I hadn't said anything and he brought me to Cahar and we came in at the gate lodge and it was all, uh, well it was a ruin and we walked, ruins, yeah, per, and we walked up um, this uh, avenue here and we came to the house and I said, what do you mean, what is that, you know, what's this about? Anyway, so lo, um, it, the house was obviously renovated and we all started to come down here with family groups and, fa- and friends and um Greg and I will be 30 years married this October, so we're 20 years, thank you so much, we're 20 years coming to Cahar and enjoying it and family and friends, all the children that have come through and grown up and it's just been such a special part of our lives um, and it's we just adore coming down. Uh, we spend every weekend really here in the winter time and it's just been so wonderful. And we are currently doing our interview in this fantastic house and what you have done with it is just unbelievably tasteful and gorgeous and uh, 
the outside scenery is just to die for. So uh, it is. Uh, the scenery is amazing. One can see on a day like today why, why, why you have loved it so much. So Audrey, listen, I'm just delighted that we were able to talk to you today and join us on uh, Scarlet Bay Community Radio. And I think the the uh, the interest in horse, particularly steeplechasing, has grown enormously around the shores of Loch Ree <laughs> and, and the surrounding areas. I hope so. Weeks. I hope so. And we that hope would be wonderful. That you and Greg. With Galapan and your Robert horses, I know Sir Argus is another horse that we, you might mention before we close. Yes, up with Sir horse, Argus um, won recently in Cork uh, last weekend, I think it was, and um, he will too be running mm. in Punchestown uh, this Thursday, and he's a new up and coming uh, horse that's looking very good, and uh, yeah, we'll we'll keep going. It's 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 a lovely interest to have, and you meet such lovely people involved in in the sport. And uh, I think including people from Car in the most expected oh, places. Absolutely, there's a lot of people from Car involved <laughs> in 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 the horse, including Breed and Breed. Yes, Kathleen's sister, who we met um, unexpectedly, and she recognised our accents and mm-hmm. said where she was from. We suddenly connected that we were neighbours, <laughs> and story, it's yeah. been fantastic, really fantastic. Well, listen, it's clear that you enjoy this so much, as does everybody uh, who knows you and who uh, you know, as is from this part of Clare and around the, around the country indeed as well because you are such uh you know really good owners in terms of, of as i said willing to share your, your joy with everybody so all this remains for me pat mcnamara is to wish you and gallivan de champ and all your horses and all your people involved every success in the future we hope that there will be many many more uh, celebrations and we just thank you sincerely so much for joining us audrey pat thank you so much it's been a pleasure thank you. You're listening to Sportsline on Scarlet Bay Community Radio, 88.3 and 92.7 in East Clare, around the world on scarletbayradio.com and on the TuneIn radio app. Sportsline is sponsored by Derg Credit Union. And now on Sportsline, we're ready to discuss the start, the exciting time for all of us holding fans, the start of the championship in senior hurling um, in Munster and Leinster, the Rowan Robin system, obviously, which is leading into the All-Ireland uh, in a few weeks' time. It's, it's, it's all condensed very shortly, as we know, and I'm joined by three wise men here, Danny Chaplin, Sean O'Halloran and Kevin O'Regan, to discuss the prospects of the various teams and uh, what might happen in uh, the next number of weeks as we eat into the long, the long days and hopefully the dry ground and dust rising in the square. So, uh, let's we start off, my first question I said I'd asked tonight on the way down, or today, was, um, was it, before we just look back for a moment, was it the, one of the leagues that had gone by there? We learned hardly absolutely nothing about any team. That was my impression anyway. Kevin, we'll start with you. Uh, yeah, Pat, it was really kind of dummy stuff, really, wasn't it? It was a false competition in a lot of ways, apart from the team who probably won it. Um, I remember, was it after the tip game, John Kiley, he, just, he sounded, if you close your eyes, like Brian Cody. Just the hunger was still there that they wanted to sweep up every trophy to possibly could. But for pretty much every other county, it was a false competition. There was very little... Any of the matches that I was at, it was a real anti-climax for them compared to some of the great league matches we'd see over the years in the park and other places. And in Gaelic football this year as well, there yeah. some great league games, yeah. And, and, and when you compare it to Gaelic football, yeah, the, the intensity of the Gaelic football games in the league compared to the Hurland, yeah, um, a real false dawn and kind of a, a false competition in a lot of respects. Um, yeah. Part of that, I suppose, is the split season having the championship starting at the end of April. Like, what, you've two, three weeks since the league final and, and that's what the, the main focus of everybody. Exactly. And we'll be discussing that again, I think. That gap is too short. Sean, was there any team you picked out that uh, you say, 
you know, they either haven't a great chance in the championship or you saw a sign that they will have a chance? Yeah, it is hard to look back on it. I, I felt that the, the, the first couple of rounds of the league, you know, people were, you know, delighted to see games taking place and, and, and all that. I, I, I thought they, they, they were pretty, you know, a, a good bit of intensity in them. But after that, uh, as you say, the longer it went on, I think the less bite became in it. And as you know, we, we're probably right in saying like that the championship is you know there's no doubt it's it's, it's too near uh, the, 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 the you know the end of the league and I, I think the league has suffered because of it and um, I, I, you know the, the the performances I suppose tip I tip I I I was actually impressed with tip early on particularly tip now you know they caught my eye I suppose but you cocked it as well but you're, as the league progressed in we met him in innocent you know it, it was it was more like a um, a glorified challenge yeah. game being honest yeah Danny um, I suppose one of the reasons we're looking forward so much to the championship is, is that we expect it to be totally different hurling totally different uh, competition on the field and and and, and uh, you know every ball fought for to the death um, it's a pity that the lead in was didn't quite the appetite as much as it should though yeah and I think a lot of it is probably as Kevin said there the timing of it it's it's starting late and it nearly runs into champ- teams probably don't even want to make the semi-finals uh, they're better off preparing and behind closed doors for the championship so you know it's something the, the, the GA really have to look at maybe Getting rid of the monster leagues and the Kyo yeah. cups and things and starting your league earlier to give a bigger, bigger gap between the finish. But um, on on our own note, I thought Clare, once we had Westmeat, once we had our two points yeah. against Westmeat, we knew we were going to finish above them. Even Brian on the sideline, there was no animation. Like we all know that he holds every ball as well. There was nothing that night, you know. Maybe that goes back to the monster final last year when we threw everything and possibly. Did come up that bit short and possibly finished our year because we we were probably lucky to get over Wexford afterwards, you know, and it was like we were like a tired team. Whereas if we had won that monster final, um, we could have been on a on a different level. But you know, it's it's just it's funny the way teams did approach the mm-hmm. league this year. As as you said, Tip seemed to be going all out for it. And then they were happy enough to get to the semi-final. Like, yeah. like the second half against them in that semi-final, they, right. they were nearly in reverse. That's right. Yeah. You know? yeah. 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 And anyway, so we were all agreed the, the starter on the menu was uh, disappointed. Um, we, we, yeah. we shouldn't forget li- the lyric performance, you know, right through. Mm. And I mean... Um, as you say, Danny, inside that night in, in Limerick, the Gaelic Crowns, mm. I mean, I went in that evening and, and I, I just was astonished with... With the Limbrick performance, and Swear not as much the Clare mm-hmm. performance, but their touch and control Absolutely. and striking and the ability to, you know, they, they, they're doing the same thing in June as they do in, in February, mm-hmm. which is a, a tribute to, obviously, to, to Limerick. Like. But, but I mean, to think that they're, they're just, um, just seem to be a cut above everyone else, particularly in the league now. Maybe, maybe things might level out a bit in the championship. But yeah. certainly that was the way in the league. Yeah. So that is the start of disappointing. So on the main course coming up, and we hope it's, it's going. Obviously, we all expect it's going to be a humdinger. Uh, I suppose that the shadow over it is how, how strong Limerick are. Look, we look at the Munster round robin anyway, and uh, to start off with, and I suppose if we were to look at the order of games, even Clare's first game obviously is at home against Tip on the twenty third, uh, but Waterford at home to Limerick, 
with home from Waterford Simple Stadium. So these are the starting off games. So before we go for overall overalls, let's let's look victories and not. Let's look at the individual games first of all. Um, I suppose Clare versus Tip is a, is seriously nearly our all island in the sense that if we lose that heading to Limerick six days later, you could be if you lose the first one to Tip, you could be conceivably without any stretch of measures uh, two losses down heading off to play um, to play was it what for the next day in Tullers. So. Um, this game is simply a must-win game, I would say, uh, Kevin. Absolutely must-win. Uh, um, and I suppose we're talking about the league there as well. It's one thing, we're going into this championship as well without any real form. Um, or some of our marquee players, number one, we're missing David Fitzgerald, who's going to be a huge loss, particularly what he contributed last year in pretty much every game, averaging three, four points from play. Um, like like the Tony, the last few games we played, he, he showed no form whatsoever, scoreless, which is unheard of with Tony for years and years and years. Um, whereas Tip have shown that form, apart from the second half against Limerick in the semi-final. Tip were probably the team of the league and um, it's going to be, hopefully the park is going to be hopping on, on, on Sunday and we're going to get come out the right result of it. If not, we're going to be on the back foot, going down to the Gaelic ground start of the week you're not really going to be confident of coming out with a win there so that really comes down to the Water and Cork games now I suppose it must be said that Cork came out of the championship last year and once the championship last year with just four points so mm-hmm. even if we do lose on um, Saturday evening four points may or may not get it or Sunday Sunday evening it's four points um, might be enough to get us out, out, out of it but really I think we need to get off on the, on a positive footing on, on Sunday yeah. and get that win against Tip so it's not going to be easy yeah I suppose Lohan and, and the squad's plan be hoping or thinking Sean would be that you try and win your two home games which is well, the first one against Tip I suppose obviously um, I don't necessarily know myself if they'll go challenge and make like they did last year in the early part of the championship who knows maybe they will if they lose that after if they lose the team and then obviously that Waterford game in Tullerus could be one of your targets so do you think they'll be hoping to get three wins out of this if they hit performance or do you think they're going to go hammer and tongs against Limerick regardless of what happens in the first game I, I, I think that the key really is the performance the first year because um you know, if you cast back your memory last year, like this, this was the this was the start of the, of of the whole campaign for the for the year. You know, win your first game and build on that. And I, I think they will really target tip game, because um, you know I expect you know Tony will be a different man altogether. I think Shane O'Donnell will be huge. Obviously, you know. Um, you know, it is, it is, you know, we're missing, you know, a key man as well. Sure, but I, I still think, though, that, that we will get a performance Sunday. And, OK, I know Lim, uh, Tip will come, we're all guns blazing, don't, don't have any doubt about it. And they won't fear coming come to Cusick Park either. But uh, I think we'll, we'll be ready for Sunday. And I think it's key to actually get get the points, first of all. But but more importantly, to set us on the, you know, uh, on, on the way, you know, to, to, to gain, you know, probably to, to what, get get the, get the Warford game first uh, secondly but that would that would be the one that would be ta- be targeted but definitely I, I think the key really is to get off to a good start against Tip on Sunday Danny how do you read th- that coming game I mean there's been some fairly tense matches in Cusick between Clare and Tip before even at the 21 level as we will know uh, do you think the Cusick factor will be any help to Clare or is it, is it is it immaterial and that will just be held for leather and the better team will win well, I think Cusick Park is huge for Clare. Clare are always very hard to beat in Cusick Park. 
Uh, we had one blip there a few years ago, but apart from that, we've won a lot of games there lately. Um, it, it, you said it yourself. It, I think it, myself, it's Clare's All Ireland final, and as Sean said there, it sets up the whole year. You go in with a win on Sunday. Well, players are coming in with a bounce next Tuesday evening into training. You know, you if things go wrong and you lose, you're going into training Tuesday night, five days or six days to the to the team that look unbeatable at the moment and who would love to glory putting Clare maybe out of the championship on yeah. Saturday evening. Um, like look, yeah, you know, you don't want to give them that chance, but um, I, I think it's huge. Now there's a lot of worrying rumours around about Tony getting injured, about David Reedy, I think, is out. Um, you know, there's, there's Tony, I think, went over on his ankle on Sunday. But That's a scare. Yeah, but I, th- I think he'll play, but... but um, no. I was told he'd be 80%. Okay. You know, and, and we, as Sean we, uh, said, he hasn't, yeah. Kevin said he hasn't been going well in the league, but I would discount his league form in terms of, at this stage of his career, he's a lot of hurling done, and I'd say he'd be picking and choosing his times if he's fit. Plus, Shane will be back. No, you know, that's Shane the is going a, to ask a massive player. Anyone who wants to comment, uh, can Shane O'Donnell, do you think, do it again last year without any league form or any league training? He came in and had a starring, starring championship role. His best ever for Clare, probably out in the half line most of the time, and an all star. Uh, you know, that's a difficult thing to do. How, how, we'll stick with you for a second. How, how do you think he does that? Because you mentioned it first there. I, I just think he's he's the like the happy Tony. Well, Tony's Tony. You let Tony mm. off. And, but if 90% of the time Shane finds the ball. He, first thing he does is he looks up sees the runners. And his ability to win possession is, is absolutely fantastic. Remember, not a big fella. No, for not a big fella. I saw him, we all saw him blowing Torless last year. He caught a ball in the Munster final out over Dermot Burns. And he was actually turned facing the Limerick goals when he landed. You know, it was phenomenal. You don't see that anymore, but you do with him. And I just think he's a massive player. Waiting for a few years, we've been using wrong. We've been playing him in two men full forward line, maybe one man full forward line. Whereas last year, he was out in the wing, winning possession, involved in the game from start to finish. And because of that, I fully believe that Tony was coming on off his shoulder, Picking ball and striking points from everywhere. And if we can repeat that, it's very hard to stop it. You know, it's very hard for teams to stop the likes of Tony Kelly running through. Yeah, all of Clare, I think it'll be yeah. open. O'Donnell and Kelly, I suppose, who have given great service for since 2013 and before lot, long before that at Underage, uh, mm. can get back to that kind of form and they will need to. The other factor, I suppose, that was un, unknown from last year's uh, Kevin is Aidan McCarthy being back, and I think that's a pretty significant addition as well. Yeah, that's the man I was thinking of there is, um, as we were talking about. Uh, uh, of Shane and Tony like Aidan McCarthy has to be a huge addition to, to our forward line um, he'd probably be hitting the freeze as well which is maybe takes a little bit of the pressure off Tony as well after he hitting him last year as well as he hit him um, yeah he, the year before he got injured he was nominated for young player of the year so yeah he's a big game player um, and if David Reedy's out like we're kind of heading into the subs then so like, <coughs> our strength and depth is going to be tested a lot I'm not sure what stories with Shane Meehan. We haven't seen him since. I think since he's training, but at what stage is that? I'm not sure. Yeah, I think yeah. He's, and then you're probably going down. You're looking at like the Duggan, Shanahan, Mounsey, obviously. Do you know you're 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 kind of really testing your bench if 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 we've um if we've injuries like David and David Reedian does. Um, but yeah, Ian McCarthy will be a huge addition to us this year, no doubt about it. And hopefully, Mark will be fit and rare to go as well. Yeah, it's just an extra option. I mean, McCarthy has, has enormous ability and he's a ball winner as well as a scorer. Uh, Sean, defence, um, we've a fair idea, I think, well, near enough to what the six will be, I suppose, the hint 
one of the clues that I suppose that Adam Hogan may start was that you know this twenty one. Well, obviously he wouldn't be playing anyway, but I think there's a lot of talk he'll start. So, uh, goalkeeping and defence. How do you see us? Uh, yeah, I, I up? see. I see us. We, we we're solid enough. Um, I, I suppose. Yeah, Adam to probably you know I I've no doubt he will start. I, I I think he will. I mean, uh, you know, by not playing uh, last night, I, I think. I mean, to me, that's that's the key to, 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 to you know, to the to, to be starting on Sunday. But I think the key really, uh, you know, is our half back line. Our half back line haven't really dominated games in the in the in the league so far. And you know, John Conlon, you know, we all know what he can do. Dermot Ryan as well. He hasn't. He has been. Up and down the forum. forum. No. Yeah, hasn't the forum, you know, that he went into the championship last year. But having said that, you know, I think the whole thing is geared towards Sunday, towards the championship, towards getting it right on the big day. And that's what it's all about. You know, I always say championship decides your status. And, and it certainly will decide an awful lot uh, for Clare in the, in, the, in the coming month or six weeks, you know. But I, I, I still think, you know, I suppose... Goalkeeping, obviously, you know we have we have you know we we have, I, I I'm not sure about Foley whether he's he's injured or Probably he's back. Doubtful, I'd say. He, yeah, he's doubtful all the time. He's okay. Is he okay again? That's good. Well, it's good yeah, to have the choice yeah. anyway. Yeah. So that's that was the key to me. I yeah. I I felt actually uh, I felt that he had performed very well in the league. Yeah. Being honest, you know. I, I think his puck outs were massive. In the, in yeah. The day below Mike said, we put up a big big score, but two twelve. Yeah, myself and, and some of the, the boys in town and the, the, the puck outs he nailed his man every time and on the run it was in his hand the dirty puck outs were exactly. awfully impressive that day yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going and to be he's a, shot stopper. It's going to be an interesting decision. You know, if yes, both are yes. fit, be honest yeah, now. Absolutely, you know, it will be. A, yeah, it's, yeah, it's a close yeah. one. I'd say it's a tight one. No question yeah. about it, yeah. because Ava didn't do a whole lot wrong last year, and uh, we all know the ability, the shot stopping ability he has. And his Ava's pockets had also improved, I think. But Foley was on a, a seriously high level with his pockets for sure. Yeah. 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 So we look, we look at the other teams and see. You know, in general, um, my opinion was that Cork wouldn't be overly happy with their league. I don't know if these young players are as good as I think they are. I think they need Harmony, Harnady again, they need Horgan again, they need Robbie O'Flynn back if he's fit. Um, what do you think about Cork? Are, are, are they one of the three to come through for that way, Kevin? I'd probably have them as one of my three, but you, mm. not very convincingly because um, like Cork, just year and year, just the flatter, the mixed absolute sublime with the ridiculous and... Um, what they're really lacking like an example of the Clare Cork game in the championship last year blowing Tarlis is just that physicality that kind of grunt that you need to grind out championship matches um, Seamus Harnity is one of the people who, who has that physicality I think Robbie Flynn has as well it would be crucial for him to be fit for, for Cork to go well in the championship um, some of their younger players yeah like beautiful ball players no doubt about it but um, like we the new player we'll have coming in on Sunday will be Adam Hogan. Now, there is a man that just relishes the physical physical contest and a real true defender. If Cork those types of players, I don't know, and if, they, if they're to deliver on the promise that they kind of are spoken about year on year, they really need that physicality. I think they'll be there thereabouts though. They'll there there thereabouts to be the three, one of the three to come out and maybe get, maybe they might come out a second maybe, but... um. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how, 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 how it'll develop. One of the things I, I think in recent years has happened, Sean, is that 
The old traditional thing is now almost gone. The, the Cork or Tip Jersey flight puts fear in anybody. It's now down to the team that performs on the day and with the, and they have the best, the better players. Yeah. And in the old days, it was, uh, you know, the red jersey the, or the tip of gold jersey, the blue or gold of tip could often frighten the other three Munster teams. So do you see that Cork, both Cork and Tipperary will put them together in this situation as the kingpins of Munster for so many decades? Uh, do you see them now as being less, less, uh, we'll say, frightening for the other teams and also probably their play, they've gone back a bit in standards over the last stick. Yeah, okay, Tip have won all Ireland recently, but Cork Yeah, yeah. I, I'd say, that, being honest, um, the, 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 the teams you mentioned, obviously Cork and Tip, the, the, their, their standards have gone down. There's no, there's no doubt about that. You know, I mean, if we go back 25 or 30 years, like if Cork and Tip weren't in the Munster final or, or very close to it anyway, on most, most, most years, uh, there would be you'd think there'd be, there'd be something wrong but uh, it, I think Munster has levelled off being honest yeah. I mean who, who could you, you couldn't write off Tip Waterford uh, you know you couldn't just say that no one knows what, what, they'll, what they'll bring to the table really you know yeah. uh, I mean we, we, we'll know after Sunday what Tip will have do you think uh, come to Danny with Waterford the yeah. man because with Davy involved you'll, you'll have the inside track but um, yeah. do you think that Tip will still rely on the old reliable like Ronan Maher and Shamie Canlan if they're fit, Bonner mm. Maher, um, McCormick, Mikey Breen, John McGrath, Noel McGrath. Do you think they'll still rely a lot, a lot on them or are there any yeah. few lads? Eddie Cadell is one of these lads tipped for a couple of years yeah. to come. He hasn't really yeah, taken I, I, over I, I, I agree, yeah. Jake yeah. Morris maybe is still yeah. established. D- those well, yeah. players you mentioned have mm. an awful lot of mileage on the clock and have yeah. an awful lot of hurling and good hurling done. And I suppose it's hard <coughs> to see them be the leading light, you know, you know, from 2023 on. But having said that, you know, um, I think they're, they're, they're getting a, a, bl- a blend of youth and experience together. It taper, you know, if they can t- continue the vein they showed in the league, and, and that's, not, that's not a given, mm-hmm. you know, there, there's yeah. no guarantee. Like, they, they, they'll trouble any team. But at the same time, I, I still think, Claire, you know, we will have their measure on Sunday. Yeah, look, uh, we're all agreed. I think that Munster has been, I suppose, with Limerick being as good as they are. The rest of Munster is so open in terms of anyone could beat anybody, and I think that's what makes it such a, a great competition to look forward to. Um, if you want to comment on Cork or Tip briefly, Danny Grand, but I want you then to tell me what you think Davis Warford might do as well, and uh, is there a, is there is there a, a kick in them? Um, I think there is. Um, even last year, you know. They won the league last year. They didn't become a bad team overnight. Um, talking to a few, um, I'd be talking to Morris Shanahan, they're fairly regular now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he reckons that Liam Cahill got it all wrong last year. They won the league final, he wouldn't even let them have a drink. They were straight into a bus, straight home, uh-huh. into a pool, a 15-kilometre run the following evening. On the Monday evening, instead of going That's into a pool in the Monday evening, he, he, he lost the battle. Mm-hmm. And then he went totally physical. He was trying to. He bought down Jimmy McGuinness and done to, to like training race officers after the league. Now this was after the league last year, but that that still they're a good team on their day. Now are they able? Will Davy go different? Will Davy go with his two sweepers, three sweep, whatever you know? <laughs> um, Davy has brought great success. Look, we all know that, but. It's not attractive, it's not great to look at, but he gets the wins and it depends what way they buy into down there now as well. I have no doubt that they're probably the one team that would benefit from his system. 
you you have the Borka who's a, a natural sweeper. And I just say in the middle of this, and you continue then. Playing in Torres probably is a benefit to them rather than Walsh Park. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I think it's a great. They'd, they'd, they'd tell you that themselves. Yeah. They'd prefer to play in Torres. Walsh Park, as we all know, is tight, it's soft, and it's not as great as the pitches. Um, but I, I think a lot of them for this year for Waterford is going to depend. They have Gleeson is a big doubt. Uh, the, McNulty is probably out, I think. And there's another one, one of the dailies, uh, one of the list more lads is struggling. Right, yeah. so. Missing Bennett's as well, aren't it? Yeah, there's one gone. of them. I think there's one there, there's one, the wing back is gone travelling. I think the other fellow's there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they are, you know. So The panel would be slightly more limited than other, co- like ourselves. Yeah, he's know, brought in yeah. a few new fellas. He's that Patrick Fitzgerald brought That's in. Right. Um, like like Tip, the one fella he was, that impressed me with Tip all year was that Gerard O'Connor. I saw him a couple right, of yeah. times we, in the Fitzgibbon. Or, he will, yeah. yeah, he was very good. and, and looks the, looks he, the looks, deal, yeah. he looks a big deal. Mm. Our team for Sunday would have to be aware of his ability in the air, you know, and he's probably going to be wing forward, I'd say rather than centre and we can't afford to give this guy the room we'd say that we have given other teams during the, the, the league campaign you know Dermot nobody's questioning Dermot's ability least of all me but I thought he was very loose in his marking in, in any of the league games we saw you know he was more intent on going forward and looking for looking for ball than marking his man and you know so but again for us I think the whole thing is about Sunday Absolutely. and I said that when we'll keep saying it and, you know. we have uh, I suppose there's one other little team to discuss in Munster before we leave Munster and across that's Limerick will they be beaten this year Kevin in Munster or will they be beaten at all we'll, we'll discuss the all out of it will they be beaten in Munster I can't see it It's uh, their form has been outstanding and, and we're talking about the strength and depth we mentioned our own strength and depth we're talking about water strength and depth it's quite a bit more shallow than than those guys in Limerick, like even the way they're going to pick the team this weekend, um, are they going to throw in a couple of new, new lads into the into the equation and leave off a few of the lads that have their, are learning medals in the back pocket and create more hunger and, within 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 the squad. Um, like I mentioned earlier, I think Kylie. The more I listen to him, and like he's just Cody coming out. He's it's just like listening to Cody all over again. Just oh, mad to just build a, a legacy of proving up every single trophy they possibly can um, like I said earlier I think I felt they were on a mission in the league Okay, they didn't really give the league any great series consideration in 2022 they were very obviously went out to win it win it this year um, like they they put uh, Tipperary to the sword in the second in the second half of the semi-final after Tipperary so well in the first half the same with Kilkenny in the, in the, in the league final as well although you'd question how um Kilkenny how hard they're going for it yeah. um, the manners was us inside in the Gaelic grounds but like yeah it was very obvious that even the Clare weren't really going full throttle um, will they be beaten it's very 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 hard to see it and if they are beaten the place to beat them isn't going to be the Gaelic grounds or Turles or Parky Creeve it's, it's in the Hall of Turf for Jones's Road in Dublin so Absolutely right. that's the place yeah. to beat them Sean, do you think you'll be able to devise a way to beat Limerick in the Munster Championship or can you no, see any, I, I, any I, chink at all? 
I, I, I doubt it. I, I think, being honest, we have to stand back and admire them, you know, the performances. Yeah. Even though we mightn't like to, we have to do it in fairness. Yeah, they, 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 they have produced, you know, right through the league. And, you know, just unbelievable. Like, I mean, they, they, they just carried on then into the championship. But uh, I suppose the, the one thing I'd say about them is, you know, and, and it is very easy to make this comment, but they will be caught. But the, it's, it's not going to it's not going to happen in Munster. Mm. I, I could see Galway or someone like that catch him in an All Ireland semi final. Yeah, we we'll come to that. You know, oh, yeah, we'll, at, we'll, at that we'll stage of a competition. That, yeah. Yeah. But but um, that that on, on, on just that they might have an off day. That and and it will mean eight or ten of them will have to have an off day because because if if there's only one or two, there'll be there's two or three on the line that, that come in and and probably do as good and maybe better than the fellas on the field but uh, and, and it, it may very well not happen this year but uh, you, as I say you just have to admire them the, perf- the consistent performance of them you know in, in poor weather bad weather a- any weather you know that's thrown at them they, they still perform to the maximum which is a, a, a credit to you know I, which I, I think really it's Paul Kinnerk yeah. He's the key man. Yeah. Okay, John Kiley is the, mm-hmm. the leader and, and, and all that, but uh, uh, Paul Kinnerk is the man that has it all strung together. And, and he, yeah. he, he's always ahead of the posse. He, 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 he's two moves ahead ahead of every other team. And, and I, I think that they really show, showed up Kilkenny you know, in a big way in the league final. I thought, genuinely thought Kilkenny was rattling in the league yeah. final. I thought they'd stay with him 45 or 50 minutes, but they didn't stay with him even for 20 minutes, you know. You're right. And yeah. Danny, um, Limerick without Keane Lynch last year won the All-Ireland. OK, they struggled in some games, uh, but Keane Lynch, to my mind, is, is one of the not one of the best players in the country, I accept, but one of the greatest linking players. Yeah. He's not selfish. His first touch is unbelievable. He can win a ball and rock, but he can spot a runner out the back of his head and get the ball into his hand. So he nearly has everything. And they have him this year. So Peter Casey back as well, obviously, is a really sharp forward. So look at it. They look to have all the aces. They do. And, and they're probably the one team that got something out of the league in so far as they got young Cockham wing back minus two stone, I'd say. Yeah. He's a completely correct. different player mm. to what he was two years ago. Carl uh, O'Neill. You know, they, they've got players in the league where, where others didn't I mean they they now have cover in every position in the field and and probably their subs would make any other of the teams yeah. in Munster sure. uh, I don't think anyone's going to beat them in Munster so I think we're all playing for the second and third place and, the, and, and as you said is there any point in beating them in Munster there's yeah, only one yeah, place that, to beat them that's right when they have no black door yeah. But I don't think it's going to happen this year. So we're all agreed with that. Uh, that's fair enough, lads. Uh, we have to. We have to go. Look, we have to admire quality, and they are quality. Uh, just briefly for the record, so lads, and we, because we have other things to discuss, the instrument and a few other things. So time will get up against us. The one, two, three in Munster, Kevin. Well, we, Limerick, Limerick, Cork, and Clare depended on beating Tip in the first round. We'll have to stick. No, no, depending now. Limerick, Cork, and Clare, Sean. Yeah, I, Limerick certainly. Um, I, I would, I would go for Cork as well, and and, and I think Clare have are, are in a great show. Good. Any spanner in the rocks on that one? On that threesome? Uh? I'd throw Waterford in the number three, but I think number Limerick obviously number one, and number two is the winner of Sunday's game, which is 
well, we all know about it. <laughs> I think that that's serious on Sunday. Yeah. That if we don't get the result, we could be in trouble. Mm. Yeah, I think we all agree. Yes, that's, I think that that's sensible enough. Well, we won't stay as long at Leinster, not because it's less important, but obviously uh, obviously there's, there's probably a couple of weaker teams in Leinster that you don't find in in, in Munster. So maybe the one, uh, I don't want to be jumping the gun here, maybe the one, two, three, Leinster is a bit easier. Uh, first of all, uh, you could never talk about Leinster without talking about Kilkenny underling um, last year in the All-Ireland final they, they played with great great given credit and uh, league final not so good this year but that might have been as we said Kevin Shadow boxing was that sure this time maybe Danny again um, how do you see Leinster developing in general again I think you give Galway is always a shout but it's what Galway will come out you know Galway are brilliant today they're not so brilliant tomorrow if they if if Shefflin Matsy and he's told you knows it, second, he needs to get a level of consistency in and if he does, they are the one team probably in Ireland that can physically match Limerick. Um but I would say Kilkenny Dublin, I would give a shout for number three. And I thought Wexford were very patchy and absolutely I, the day we played them below they were absolutely desperate like. They were just did a poor number 26 come on and Thomas two balls actually taken out of his hand and scored you know he had him in his hand yeah. and I think Peter Logan it doesn't matter who done it but um, I, I just thought they were very poor and I don't see him turning that much of it around so I give Dublin a shout Galway Kilkenny and Dublin a shout in, in Linster Sean off here before we started we'll, we'll obviously get your tips in a few minutes but um, I suppose most would expect that Westmead will probably struggle they're a team trying to make a breakthrough. They haven't too many senior clubs. Great work going on. They're serious holding people there, obviously, and great to see them back in, in you know, in, in the Leinster Senior Championship in, in, again. But um, their first two games are away from home, away to Kilkenny in Northern Park. This is Westmead now trying to make a bit of a breakthrough and make progress. And then they're away to Dublin in, in, in Parnell Park, which is a tight, you know, haven for Dublin, in a sense. So uh, just on that one alone, um, it kind of shows up... Bit of inequality, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, particularly, uh, you know, Westmead first time in the championship and in the Leinster championship and in how long? I, mean, I don't know how many years now. It's but, a while anyway. But it yeah. is a, a while. But the reality of it is, like they're they're you know they're they're facing it into in, into you know uh, into a hiding really. Being honest, no, mm. call it a spade, call it a spade, a yeah. spade. Like um, you know, uh, Kilkenny will be meant to get get. get Get up a good a good score and and they usually do you know even in Brian's time like you know there was no 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 mercy like you know whoever whoever made no difference who they met they were going to they were going to be going to be beaten so uh, yeah definitely yeah there's, there's a big inequality in Leinster so but I I I'm, I I think Kilkenny and Galway obviously I, I would give a shout for Wexford I think Wexford will probably learn learn from that you know defeat. You know, Claire gave it to yeah. him below there in 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 was it Wexford Park? But Wexford like Park. the reality of it is, is you know Galway, Galway, Kilkenny, Kilkenny. I think too are going to learn from that game against you know Limerick yeah. in the league final because I mean that that didn't go down well in Kilkenny. A defeat like that. I mean, to, to, from to anyone, no defeat Kilkenny, well Kilkenny there, people, yeah. Kilkenny yeah. people don't like losing. That's mm-hmm. that's just it. So I think they will they will come out with all guns blazing, you know, in in Leinster and yeah. t- trying to atone for and and because their supporters certainly won't be happy with that. Uh, no, 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 no supporters would, but especially Kilkenny people. Yeah, 
Kevin, without being, don't ignore any side. Enter in Corrigan Park with a couple of home games. Well, uh, is there a banana skin there for anybody? I think they're absolutely. See who they're home to? They're home to they're Dublin. Play, they're playing Dublin this weekend in in, in, in yeah. Corrigan Park. Um, they're home to Kilkenny as it happens, and they are also home. There are only two home games actually, I think, which is probably a problem for them. But yeah, yeah. Said, well, if if they'd Wexford at home as well, you'd you'd, you'd they'd be fancying their chances of taking a scalp. Um, Another way to Wexford, yeah. Yeah, yeah but I I give them like if you're up there, getting ready for the championship, particularly starting out with Dublin and Corrigan Park and the fortress that it is and that it has been in recent years. You know, it's a very hard place for teams to go to, as we found out ourselves, um, and. The ter- like Kilkenny and Galway will come out of Leinster there's no question about it and while because Sam is against us we might as well predict now which will be Leinster champions Kilkenny I think is leaning towards Kilkenny or Galway both in each of your cases so I'll ask you to nail the colours to the best again Leinster champions I'd, I'd say Galway Sean I'd say I'd stick with Kilkenny Kenny Galway Galway okay uh, I think it can go either way obviously and Wexford the third team or Dublin I give as I was saying. I think I give Antrim a shout. I think they yeah. they could cause a surprise if did Wexford and Corrigan Park now along with the Dubs. That would that would even give me more confidence in mentioning them. But like, wouldn't it be great to see just a dark horse like Antrim coming through? Well, you'd be thinking that if Donald Burke can be held in Corrigan Park, that Antrim wouldn't have a big job. In this is it. And, and this is it. The kind finds up there of a pitch that people haven't used to play in. Yeah. And Dublin are in transition, I guess, yeah. with uh, me all who going up there as well, but. Um, yeah, I think that third place is up for grabs. Like Wexford will probably be the standout, but um, Dublin and Antrim are going to cause difficulties, and it would be fantastic to see Antrim come through as the third team. Absolutely right. Yeah, I I stick with Wexford, Kilkenny, and and, and uh, Galway. Uh, I, I I I just think that Wexford will, you know, they'll get their get their show on the road, you know, for the for the championship. I I, I certainly would be concerned about going up to Corrigan Park, though. I mean, you know. There's no doubt about it. Entram, Entram will give anyone a game up. Or our first league game there last year, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah. Any yeah. the three? Have you have you already? Galway, uh, Kilkenny, and I would say Dublin. Dublin, sorry. Yeah. Okay. So listen, we'll all g- that will do for now because we'll all get together again and we'll preview once this round robin is over and we have champions in Munster and second and thirds. We'll come back and look at qualifiers and preliminaries, etc., and all Ireland's and that, and we'll talk about that again. So it's great to have that done. Lads, I want to briefly look back our, on our own scene in Clare, our minor team very active in the last few weeks, our under-20 team very active in the last few weeks. We start with the minors, the younger team. Uh, not in a bad position, Denny. Oh, excellent, excellent performances. You know, great credit to they, they were unlucky last year, I felt, and bounced back a lot of the same lads, and they have performed, even the night in Limerick, you know, they were kind of the early goal, they seemed yeah. to be chasing it all game, but they, they stuck with it, you know, and there was only the, the two goals for a finish between them. Um, and and uh, you have to say they have some real tasty players. I, I think they're, and they're in with a shout in that Munster Championship, no doubt about it. Uh, after a 40 point defeat to Cork in the not too distant past, Sean, it's wonderful to see that we seem to be back on track in terms of our. Yeah. performances again yeah a- absolutely yeah yeah it, it's really refreshing to see that you know the underage structure in Clare is is back and and well up and up and running i suppose being honest about it you know when you think back of it like that 46 point of eight or whatever it was you know the reality of it was that that um the, the strength of conditioning thing had had been had fallen down there i was just going to ask you that uh, yeah. i'll come to kevin as a man in was close to county board for many years yeah. and know yeah. what's going on and how decisions are made 
What's been the key decision to made in order to turn the, things the, around? The key has been the SNC. There's no, there's no doubt about that because we had fallen down big time on it. Yeah. You know, we really hadn't hadn't uh, gone gone at it at all. We we had fallen behind other uh, the other counties. But the, what happened was that that, that um, the SNC. Uh, structure wasn't in place for two years really so they, they, they that particular group of players uh, at minor level that got that bad beaten they had really no preparation done in terms of SNC at all so now that's back on track and the whole thing has 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 uh, taken taken you know has gone from strength to strength and a couple of wins you know make all the difference and definitely our minors and 21s are bearing fruit which is, you know, delightful to see. Absolutely. Kevin, just briefly, the brand of hurling played by the minor team against Cork in the most recent game was absolutely outstanding. Outstanding and it's such a talented group and exceptionally well coached as well. Like there's, I know um, Brian O'Connell seems to be, is the manager and doing a fantastic job there. And like Danny referred to, we're very unlucky not to have done better last year in that match against Tip will long live in the memory below of the penalties for the wrong reasons. But um, And then there's young coaches like Damien Holland is involved there and Don Maloney, kind of the, the leading coach involved with the 17s as well. Um, so the future is bright and we've a lot to look forward to. I suppose looking at the 20s last night being beat. Yeah, we'll, we'll continue on to this. We can, we can actually seamlessly go into the 20s also and see what's going Yeah, beaten by beaten by Cork as we were talking off air a little earlier. I felt we got a little, kind of ran out a bit of gas towards the end of it or just energy kind of dropped and Cork picked up their energy and they got the goal in a couple of points um, to give them, give them the four or five point win that they got um, I suppose we'll look back and we'll refer to some of the frees we missed as well which is unfortunate just to single out and not to single out Keith Smith or um, young Farrell that came on from Brawford either but frees you have to be nailing those frees I think we missed seven on the night and they're all more or less scorable um, but it's not, not lost yet um, there's a lot of potential in that 20s team we were very unlucky last year in the 20s championship as well so hopefully results will go away and we'll have a lot more to look forward to in the, in the, in the knockout stages of the Munster championship under 20 Excellent Kevin oh, Danny to my reading of it and I suppose that's what a lot of coaches and managers involved in the region I would say it's not necessarily their job to win Munster championships or whatever it's their job to produce players for the senior team do you think that's happening as another twenty squad? Yeah, it absolutely so is. Will we, come through. Well, hopefully we'll be seeing Adam tomorrow at some stage, and you know he's after coming through the underage structure and being an outstanding talent. And there's plenty of that twenty team that are available for selection. I'd say, and you know, uh, they're a bit unlucky to have like, the Cork game was the first game they lost, yeah. two draws and a win coming into. They might end up depending on results. Not getting through, but they need Limerick to be tipped. Yeah. To be tipped. Yeah. And if that happens, um, I think we're in a great shout again for a Munster Championship. There was nothing between us in any game, as Kevin just said there, the last five minutes last night. So yeah. when that was it, there was nothing between any of the four teams in the, the, the province. Yeah. You know? Sean, uh, like, like the lads have said, uh, I suppose producing the players is very important but I suppose it's also nice to win a championship if you can yeah of course, of course it is yeah but uh, I felt last night that the, you know the, the goal was the turning point you know Cunningham's Ben Cunningham's goal you know it, it opened up a gap of four points so we, we, we were we, we, we really needed to reply to that gap by getting a goal again but we, we didn't manage to do that because you know the, the key of course was the, the, the seven or eight freeze that we missed it was unfortunate but uh, I, I think the, the big thing that's coming out of the, the minor and under 20 you know for the 
past two years is that we are producing a quality player uh, and uh, a class player in fairness now that there's, there's there's huge credit you know due to management's that, that have taken over in, in the past two or three years. And, and I have to say, it's led by and large by, by Donald Maloney. You know, he, he was very involved in the, putting the structure t together and for the past two or three years. And, uh, you know, I, I think we are reaping the rewards of it now. OK, it would be great to win a Munster Championship in, in minor or under 20, but the reality of it is that we are producing quality players. That's the, that's the yeah, key because the, we're feeding them into, you know, to, 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 to the senior setup, which will be, you know, Adam is probably the, the first man that'll be that'll go in there. But, you know, there are, there are, there are others to follow, to follow on. And I think we'll agree. Uh, I was going to mention the Fergal Horgan retirement, but I think we can put that for another day. But briefly, for this underage development, the same for all the counties, would you agree that this round robin it's an absolute brilliant system given lads lots of games that Denny? Oh, it's great. You know, before you train for six months, play a game, gone. You know, the under twenty yeah. especially. Uh it was all the effort and everything going. Now they're getting four games, they're guaranteed four games and it's it's brilliant for that for Horler's development as well, you know, playing at the highest level, you can't get better. Absolutely. Briefly, Kevin. Fergal Horgan, we will mention it for about 10 seconds. Uh, any insight into why he retired? One of our top refs, 44 years of age, had more in him. Any insight on why he left in about 15 seconds? Well, I think there, he had some personal issues in relation to maybe some of the decisions that had been made with appointments. And also, um, I understand that he um, he wished for a change of date for his fitness test recently, which was due to a family commitment that he'd like to have attended basically his son to play with Tippin under 20 championship and I think that was maybe the straw that broke the camel back that's what I've heard but I could be wrong he'll be a huge loss to the refereeing inter-county refereeing ranks um, how was he he's referee three last four something like that um, except the referee got on very well with players and uh, it's uh, something that it, it'll be a loss to the GA definitely yeah and I suppose the thing we should do probably should probably Sean, yeah, five yeah. seconds have toughened it out and uh, he'd have got more games Maybe so, yeah. yeah but, uh, hindsight is, is, is a great thing, of course. But, uh, he, you know, having said everything else, he, he was a top-class referee. We, ha we no, have no. to hand it to him. And, and we need uh, I think, you know, he performed on the, big, the biggest stage, you know, and he really came out very well out of it. Danny Shepplin, Sean O'Halloran and Kevin O'Regan, sincere thanks for joining us on Sportsline and uh, your three wise men and your wise words. We'll bring you back again, no doubt, to look back on what you said today and see how right you were in a few weeks' time. But we certainly will look forward to the, the, the drone robin and the, the championship starting up. And we also look forward to seeing uh, your predictions if they come through. A lot to look forward to. Sincere thanks for joining us. Uh, and uh, let, the, let, the, let the hurling begin. My thanks indeed to our first guest, Audrey Turley, uh, for joining us. A great honour for us here on the station to have the Gold Cup winner uh, speak to us. Also a special thanks to Denny Chaplin, Shauna Holloran and Kevin O'Regan for their wise words on the upcoming um, round-robin series of hurling championship games in both Munster and Leinster. Uh, Derek Credit Union, as usual, our sponsors. And my thanks also to Jim Collins on the Control Tower. So this is Pat McMara saying, enjoy your sporting weekend and we'll talk to you again soon. Go to Magav.